I've realized that my money has started to creep back up, but I can never update anyone ever again because I, I must always keep it confusing and have people think that I'm forever suffering. Even though I have limitless money, I will still create a mirage. And this sounds like someone that's probably become aware that he might not make the money back and now <laughs> trying to pretend that, that he's acting like he's going to pretend to be poor. This is, this is oh, yeah, it does sound a little bit like that. <laughs> Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you. Hey, brother. Mate, what are you up to? How are you going? We watch. I'm good. How are you? Mate, this is so formal. This is like, um, do you know every stand-up? That's, hey, guys, how's everyone going tonight? And the crowd's patiently like, yeah, we're going well. And it's like, how needy is this friend? Hey, just want to say, everyone having a good night? Oh, that's not very good. You don't sound that enthused. I'm like, yeah, 18th person to ask. It's like a needy person looking for reassurance. Hey, guys. Are you having fun? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you know what I realised we were talking about at last pod? Yeah. Is premature ejaculators are definitely narcissists because they're only thinking about themselves. Uh. And then people that are like never come are sociopaths because they're not thinking about even having sex with that person. They're just thinking about their own... That you know, like well, killing a cat or some shit. So they go, they're just like a walking dildo. They can just pound for hours. A narcissist is a uh, is a premature ejaculator and a sociopath. So you can basically work out. You don't need to see a psychiatrist. You just take men to brothels and just time their their come, and you can work out what what mental health problem they have. What does it look like if they don't have any issue? Well, I think. It depends. Schizophrenia, you're the wrong way around. You're doing a 69, like, all over. <laughs> yeah. And then I think if you don't have any issues, you basically hug and kiss and you say, look, I'm going to wait until we're married before we come because you're special. And I just want to get to know about your life journey. And I don't really need to be serviced because, you know what, that's not about this. I want to start a family with you and chip away at a mortgage with someone special. Yeah. Mate, I've been bombing all over the place. <laughs> Bombed on the weekend. Do you know what actually happened? Fuck comedy. I'll talk about this. Went to um, Adventure World. What's Adventure World? Oh, it's like a water park. Yeah. I went with my kids and it was like, obviously my dad, was he's scared on every ride. He's scared on the car trip down. Possibly because <laughs> I'm suspended. Because <laughs> I'm suspended. It's actually the most scary part of the journey is 50 minutes on the roads, unlicensed. He's actually, you're playing with uh, death. But, mate, one of those, you know those crossover moments? Because a comedian messaged me and goes, Kraken, saw you on the Kraken, felt so humiliated. <laughs> you had, you had that. He goes, I was with my stepsister. You had the fast pass. You just went straight through the line. We'd been waiting an hour and a half. I felt like <laughs> such a fucking loser. Ah. And I was like, dude. We didn't have a fast pass. We pushed in. <laughs> and he goes, are you fucking serious? I go, no, man. I said a gang of hoods 
said to me and my boy, push in. I was like, no, I don't think we should do that. And then he goes, just fucking come on with us, man. Don't be a puss. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck these people in the line. So we ended up having to go with um, a scumbag down. You know, like a little bogan boy and his, and his slutty girlfriend and me and my son went down the Kraken. He's swearing, fucking cunt, motherfucker. I'm going like, oh, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> trying to edit. As the scumbags go like, what a slut of a ride, you fucking whore. It's a whore ride. Where'd you make, where did you meet the little bogan boy? Bogan boy saw me riffing it up with my son and thought, this guy's, this guy's got a street charm, baby. Oh, so he's just a random water park kid who globbed on to your fun time. A water park boy that saw my energy and he thought, this boy used to run with the, the, a BMX bandit crew. He looks like he's got some street cred. But you know what was so funny? is I said, then my son's got a bad precedent. Then we're waiting for ice creams and they're yelling. Both boys are like, just fucking push in. You can go up here. I'm like, no, we can't push in all the time. They're getting these idiots. Don't know. You can cut through here. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. And then the worst thing happened. Later, we're riding up for the little seated seats where you, you pedal, uh. pedalos that are, you know, like a monorail, but on a little bike that you sit with one passenger like say a monorail that you can ride yourself right okay pedalo that you'd have on a lake yeah so you sit and you rotate those things a fat kid came devastated and because he had been kicked out he didn't have his mum and he said to the the ride instructor i was lining up i was lining up with these guys i need to go i need to push in or come in and i go no you weren't mate (laughs) you're at the back he burst into tears i go you're right at the... No one saw you. You better get back. Don't push in. That's despicable. And he just burst into tears and ran off. This fat 12-year-old boy. Flum, looked like a, you know, flimsy, flimsy sort of cheese-looking cheese block boy. And he ran off and got his mum. And they came up. They eventually got in. But I, I just liked how quickly we turned. I'm pushing in 20 minutes earlier. And then I had a moral issue with him pushing in. I'm like, come on, mate. We're all working here. We're all lining up. Have some respect for the rules. Fucking just push in, you fat fucking schlumpo. Fucking as if you're going to enjoy it. You're a pussy up there. You're probably scared on the padlo. You go, go and get an ice cream with your mummy. Why don't you go and get some breast milk from mummy, baby? Do you know what's, you know what's funny is I line up with my dad. Is water parks are actually... Just day speedways. You know how you go to the speedway at night? It's the same caliber of trash yeah. that come to a, a theme park because they've all got season pass and they've brought in their own fucking canned drinks down their pants. And I'm like, it's the exact experience I used to have growing up when you went to Subway, except there's, there's not as much alcohol around. It's like the daywalker version of these scumbags that used to go to the Subway drink Jack Daniels and then light bins and have rolling fights when I was a kid. You've been to Speedway, not Subway. Yeah, 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 the the Speedway where they just have those tracks, uh, those little carts, go-karts doing circles, spitting mud on everyone as you smoke and drunk. Right. And I used to go with family friends and you would just hear this, like basically seeing bikies fighting each other. I'd be like, what's that? Oh, is that fireworks? No, someone's just lit a caravan on the side of the hill. But it's the same trashy people and they were interacting with my dad and I realised he has been privileged because he thought it was fun. But I was like, dude, this is a gang, this is an eight-year-old or maybe a 10-year-old testing 
your respect, like you would in prison. He kept poking my dad when he wasn't looking. Poking my dad. Ha ha, he's a bit of a kid, this boy. Ha ha, what a character. Then the kids flicked his hat off. And I'm like, oi, cunt. And I'm like, what do you mean? And my dad was like, oh, he's so fun. I'm like, dude, what do you mean he's fun? This is the same way in a prison where they slowly poke you around to see whether they can fucking take your shit. I'm like, You've, if he takes, knocks your hat off, you have to beat the fuck out of him. Oh, dude, how funny is that? Um, they thought they got um, Sam Newman in a candid moment, just yelling like, for fuck's sake, cunt. Just record it better. Like you're, and it was like, people say, no, that's what he's always like on the podcast. They're like, candid moment where Sam Newman breaks down. And they go, his whole podcast, three hours, is him berating this unknown co-host and then saying racial slurs and saying things about Aboriginals. And Do you know what I mean? Who's Sam Newman? AFL player? You don't know who Sam Newman is? No. Oh, my God, dude. You're, you you are Kiwi to the bone. Kiwi bad to the bone. Is it the AFL player, Sam Newman? It's Sam Street Talk. Show us your titties, Newman, baby. <laughs> I, um, I, dude, I felt bad. I upload, we uploaded some of our clips and you realise how corrosive social media is because you schedule in... I'm desperate to upload anything. I'm checking emails because we can't put our friend's own pedo up. And um, <laughs> I'm check- checking fucking emails. And then I go, oh, here's a shit clip. I'll fucking pop that up. i schedule it up. Then I look online and I'm like, oh, everyone's Cal Wilson, who I've never met, has passed away, which is so sad. I've released at the exact time most people are becoming aware of the news of like a really, a really important comedian that's a mum and it's sad. I never met her. But I'm like, here I am uploading my stand-up into this, uh, basically at a, at a, a wake. Yeah. I'm in there handing out fucking flyers going, hey, guys, have you heard of the sure thing? Uh, it's our pod. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and you feel like, what is going on? And you know what I realised is even bereavement is, is limited. Like, people are already aware of how long they got to process it. Mm. Upset today. Today. Only 24 hours. I don't even know. I'm, I'm saying I'm upset for at least two weeks. Probably not going to pick my kids up from school today. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. anyway, let's. Uh, this is very dangerous territory. Cal was very lovely. It's very sad. Uh, did you actually meet her? She was yeah. meant to be amazing. So I... Um, I was actually saddened by it and, and also had never met her, so but I'd only heard good things, so it is actually fucked. Yeah, it sucks. It it just goes to show that I we should people like you need to learn to be more grateful. <laughs> Stop complaining about everything. <laughs> Coming on here whining about your likes. Shut up about that is, it. That is what I've that's what I've trying to uh, that's my takeaway. That's what I've been trying to uh, internalize from this. Try to be less about yourself mm. and more about just being grateful for every day. And it's like what they always say on those uh, TikToks. If someone offered you $10 million, one catch, you, you're dead at the end of the day, would you take it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Life is worth more than $10 million and that's the way I treat my bin run. 
<laughs> I'm a tra- I'm a a bin collector, and every day I think I'm getting ten mil just to be out here sniffing the shit of other people's rubbish. <laughs> and like TikTok, you've done it again. Insight after insight, meme after meme. Dude, philosophy is just memes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in what in what way? Well, in the idea that people used to think philosophers are ama- amazing because they could distill an idea just to three words. Yeah. Now, all they were doing were early memes, and now right. it gets mocked. I'm saying it's effectively the same thing to say, live, love, feel, and then you go, fuck, that's insightful, dude. Like, if you had 10 mil, it's not worth it because they're going to kill you at the end of the day, which means life's about more. But all they need to show is like, do you know what I mean? Like, distilling it, TikTok is actually philosophy. Yeah. What like they're doing a- there. Like modern Plato. Modern Plato would be like, what if you were in a cave? Huh? How about that? Think about it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Think about being in a cave. <laughs> Dismissive of it. And I'm like, you shouldn't dismiss someone that's done a cat meme that explains why you shouldn't uh, talk down to your wife. I'm like, yeah, I'm learning here. Three words and they've made me be more appreciative of my family. Anyway, so the Adventure World thing, as I said, he was being tested. Because that's what they do. I I noticed that when you get bullied at high school, they slowly escalate. They see what they can do. What is it about water that really attracts those people? (laughs) It's something about... Dude, those types of (laughs) people. You know what I think it is? It's the appearance of a childhood. Yeah. Because if you get a VIP membership for the whole holiday... That is basically their barley. Like, if you go to Bali, you, you're hanging around a pool with slides. If you go to the fringes of Perth, you can go to Adventure World, which was the same as, like, your Wet and Wild, which was yeah. I thought was going to be good, but it's absolute scum. It <laughs> fucking sucks. And it's basically just a holiday for someone too poor, so all you get is the pool, drinking in the pool. Like, there's no <laughs> Indonesia. It's just... Four hours drive from your city, they will simulate a Bali holiday. So it's it's one level below a Bali. But then I was saying to my dad, I'm like, why do we even bother going to Bali? Because this is all I want. If they just had swim up bars here, this is my holiday. I don't give a shit about the monkeys. Yeah, we got to explore a vast array of ideas on here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I actually worked out? Mm-hmm. Is I thought, you know, how we do with the pod is a random. Thought generator. There's guys that do it. It just flicks something up and goes, kites on the moon. And and then I realised, like, oh, that seems so lame. But then I'm like, all human beings are just random thought generators. Your ideas <laughs> are just random fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're no better than that computer that just throws up five words together. I'm like, mm. that is effectively your ego makes you unaware that you're doing it. But you're basically, when you're at a picnic, sitting next to someone your brain is randomly generating word associations to see if you can get a connection with this person and it will just run various words. Let's talk about butter. Let's talk about cheese. Cheese on a bike. (laughs) There she goes. She's starting to smile. Cheese on a bike on an island. Whoa, now she's she's touched my arm. Cheese, bike, island. Do you know what I mean? It's like (laughs) you're basically just throwing random words. It's like... uh, uh, 
someone trying to get one of those bike locks, putting in random variables to see whether you can elicit emotion from the person sitting across from you. Yeah. It's effectively random generator with a mood ring attached. So it goes up and down and you go, ooh, more bike stuff, more bike stuff. <laughs> She's a rider. She likes riding. I like riding. How are you going? Beautiful weather we're having. Ooh, we're connecting on uh, mundane minutia. So you would like there to be a uh, you would like us to use a random a random word generating uh, app to to get more topics going. I would just love to have a whole app where they go fuck. The, they perfectly linked watermelon in with ice skating, and we're like <coughs> we did none of the thought. We just kept hitting Google. <laughs> A random combo generator <laughs> just starts talking. And it's just – and then I suddenly thought you've got that AI bot that's going to just generate it. I'm like, that's basically better than our pod mm. because at least we know it's going to be random, whereas mine gets – you get caught up in the netting. We just can't stop talking about bombing and stand-up and <laughs> why we aren't going viral. <laughs> Every app is now just demanding to go viral. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, you do. You have locked on to those uh, those topics. I thought it was a funny joke to be on a pod to be needily demanding the audience, <laughs> like to actually give them no content, to just want the outcome. <laughs> you just make the numbers big, <laughs> and they're going for a run. Going, like, I used to enjoy this. They would they would <laughs> explore some ideas. Now he just yells, going like, "Ah, oh, keep changing the thumbnails. We cannot get any fucking traction." <laughs> Muggleton's in the tracksuit. Why don't we get in a fucking tracksuit? Why don't we do this pod in an Adidas tracksuit? Yeah, people have uh, people have been uh, uh, sending messages through. Like, uh, if I use a different app, does that mean uh, Wolf will keep ranting about listener numbers? They're worried that if they're downloading it from the wrong place, that you'll keep getting angry. Ah, uh, mate. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I tell you, dude. My mood is determined by that because you know what happened? I bombed on... Uh... Oh, we're back to the bombing. <laughs> no, no, I want to I tell you my mood, yeah. how much I'm affected. Yeah. Because I bombed on a gig. Horrible, horrible stuff. Um, the, it was after a band. Like a, I, the, a guy, a Fred, Freddie Mercury wannabe guy, giving all the performance, running around, yelling, and I feel the love, Petra, Petra. The crowd goes wild. It's all his friends. And they go, now for some comedy. And I'm like, I live with my parents. And I'm like, masturbate thing. And then they go, I masturbate with my dad. Someone yells. They get a big laugh. Horrible experience. I leave devastated. I go to the comedy lounge. The owner there is there with his wife. He pranks me and goes, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I? And they go like, you're banned. Three months. You, you've not been loyal. I'm like, are you fucking joking? What do you mean I'm banned? I'm d- my whole world collapses. I'm like, this is my fucking, you can't jeopardize people's uh, livelihood, man. Like, this is not funny. I'm going to come in and rip your fucking apart. I'm starting to think I need to set up a rival gig. Um, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I've never betrayed you. You should have spoken to me. What's going on? Then the next day, all night, I'm, I'm just, my whole world's collapsed. Then I message them and I'm like, it's unfair because there's a rivalry between the two gigs. I'm like, there are other people doing the other gigs as well. You can't cut me off. And then on Monday they rang me and go, oh, dude, we don't know. You went crazy. We were only joking. We love you. I'm like, you what? I said, dude, 
I didn't speak to my kids for two days. <laughs> I was lying in a bedroom sweating because I thought I was the only venue in Perth that booked me had cancelled me for something. But that's what I'm saying to you. That's how intrinsically linked I am to this feedback. <laughs> yep. They basically spiraled me. I was shaking in bed. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need these three gigs a year from these people. Someone did point out to me that um, although it seems like you're driven primarily by money, yeah, you're actually driven primarily by uh, status and uh, the opinions of other people. Oh, that's it. that's it, baby. <laughs> status. How do you feel about that? Does that resonate? Well, I don't know, man. I, I appreciate their opinion, but maybe they should focus on self development, hey? <laughs> Stop fucking considering what my life's going and ask themselves why they're listening to this loser. <laughs> they judge me and go, oh, you know what? He's boring. And I'm like, well, guess what, dickhead? You listen to me at fitness first while you're doing sit-ups. So I win. They didn't say you were boring. <laughs> I win. You know, but, but you know what I mean? It's that classic thing where they someone goes, like, I hate that pod. And I'm like, well, guess what? It's even worse than that. You listen to it. <laughs> And I, I talked, you listened, so I'm like, I win. Even if you turned it off, angry. But, yeah, look, it is a status thing, man. Mm. But I, um, I don't really, I just want to, it's what we've always spoken about, Genghis Khan, Hitler, you know, the great role models. <laughs> the big, the big, <laughs> a big fat The big three. <laughs> Pol Pot, Genghis Khan, and Hitler. The big three Mount Rushmore's that we aim for. And I'm like, oh, if we can just do that in stand-up world. Hey, if I can be the Pol Pot of open mic comedy. I'm just like, I don't know. Notoriety becomes more and more appealing as you get older. Right. It's like when I dressed... Um, when I dressed my boy as uh, Darth Vader or starting to fantasize about Joker, and I, as you, you start to relate to the villains more mm. and more mm. because you realize early on you want to be a good guy and then later on you're happy to destroy the world because it yeah. didn't work out. It, you, you don't really care as long as someone knows your name. That's pre- basically it. Like a Mark David Chapman, right? That's, uh, that was his yeah. whole thing, uh, that he, he, he killed... Lennon and he's like great now everyone now everyone will remember Knows me. me yeah dude and it was like um so many of that guy that um uh you know with the swastika and Manson Manson was yeah failed musician failed Hollywood actor and then guess what pretty they made a nice movie about him he's well remembered Netflix <laughs> specials I'm like it's actually not remembered well but definitely well remembered. <laughs> he basically, it's like the tantrip. It's the, exactly what a kid does. And people say he's a psycho. It's like when you're playing Monopoly with your parents and your family on a holiday and you start losing and then you basically trash the board. Yeah. And they go, you dickhead. And you're like, trash it all. And you go, well, I sort of win because I destroyed everything. <laughs> I sort of win. No, but it's a primal instinct. People say, oh, my God, why would you just go and stab everyone? It's basically because you weren't properly raised. And if you grab a Monopoly board and throw it on the ground, mm. there is some perverse joy in basically seeing your brother who was winning suddenly see the board snapped over your knee. And yeah. you were like, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. I win. Fuck it. <laughs> I understand. And then people go, he's a monster. Because for them, it becomes a hollow victory. They never get the satisfaction of being like, here, it's done. And although 
uh, although everyone remembers what you did, uh, they never they never get to claim a true true victory. Well, that's the thing. It's uh, it's the same as um, pulling out. So you're racing and then you pull out injured. It's in a running race. You yeah. can never really claim it. Or you, you claim a technical issue or there, there's so many ways to do it. And then people there's say... There's a qualifier in there. People, you they'll say, yeah, I won that race. And you can always go, well, I mean, I was injured. It's like all those boxes that always, every single person that loses in fighting always then talks about the injury that they didn't disclose. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's part of it. It's the same thing with the sports people that go... I would have been in the AFL, but my knees gave away. And I'm like, yeah, it's weak genetics. Like, you're shit. <laughs> yeah. And I don't understand why you think, of course, anyone can catch, anyone can throw. Can they do it at a high standard for long enough to become a professional sportsman? Obviously, you can't because you've got weak lineage <laughs> and your knees fuck up. And they go, it's yeah. just bullshit. I was so close. I'm like, you weren't that close because your family comes with weak, lily-livered knees and guess what? Even your son's not going to make it because of your fucking pussy knees. <laughs> fucking pussy family. Our family, we kick trees. You know why we're not in sport? Because we didn't even bother. We had the same attitude as the Monopoly thing. We could have played in the AFL, couldn't be fucked, even going to training. So now I can tell you, <laughs> if I had played, I would have been Warwick fucking Kappa. Yeah. But I decided to... Puncture your ball with a knife and go off drinking with the boys. And I can always claim that I might have, could have, would have, whatever. But it's interesting. I remember when I was about 12 years old being at a theme park uh, and it must have been an Anzac day or something. It was very, very strange. And then uh, in the afternoon at some point, they stopped everything and they had like an announcement over that for... uh, that it was Anzac Day, and then they were, they implored everyone to have like a minute silence, uh, you know, while rides are going and there are kids screaming. <laughs> it's like uh, everyone, everyone in a line or everyone on the ground is is like bowing their head, being like, "Is this? This feels very strange, dude." That's like the the famous Reese Reese Nicholson where he did an RSL, and in the middle of his headline, they they did the they will fight on the beaches. <laughs> they will do it, and he's because. <laughs> So much of these um, Speedway people, their entire identity was their granddad getting shot in Normandy. <laughs> speedway people. It's the only time they've ever been part of a collective. Yeah. Is when they got rounded up and conscripted to war. It's the only time these people have ever left their house rather than just ripping up Monopoly tables <laughs> and claiming how good they could have been if they hadn't fucking had ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do, you know I mean? do you know, it actually reminded me of... Um, when I went to water park as a real little kid, my dad took me on a ride and lost me down the bottom when I couldn't swim. And I remember <laughs> floating down. They couldn't find me in all the bubbles. And I remember as I floated, I had a small sense of like victory thinking like this is, you know what I mean? As in like it was going to be on him. <laughs> 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 it was going to be on him I was out and it was his fault And it was like the coward's exit And I was only very young, I couldn't swim Even then I was contemplating Like this is a nice way to drift off Like the, the and Nirvana child Baby in the pool Like before you got on the on the slide You were like nagging for an ice cream And he said no And you saw, yeah. so, so when you were in the pool Thinking maybe you would drown You thought had a small 
thought of this will show them. Dude, and I thought, yeah, this will show them. And I'm like the Nevermind child, do you know, drifting off. Did you see that Nevermind child? Man, he pops up every five years or so. Like every time there's like Can a... Can you believe it? Yeah, what was what was the last... Three, well, three junkies threw a, a baby into the pool for their <laughs> album. And this small dick cunt is now like 40 years on going like... He's at meet and greets uh, doing... Mm. Um, the, the speaking tour with Mark McGowan talking about how he... Yeah, you know, it did change my life. Kurt Cobain throwing me in the pool while he was on heroin changed my life. My mummy... Do you know what I mean? It's like, what a sad state of affairs <laughs> to have to remind people that you were the baby in the Nevermind. Like, to think that that's all you amounted to and to imagine... Um, at his wedding, it would get mentioned in the speeches. Mm. Kurt, um, you know, Jarek had a, 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 you know, from rough beginnings, we'll never forget, you know, floating or bobbing for, bobbing for Apple. There'll be some reference to that every moment of his life. Even yeah. at his funeral, they'll mention. That'll be the photo, man, when they go into the, into the little chapel. That's the photo that'll be there. It'll be one photo of him in his youth. And then it'll be another photo of him on the album cover. And then another photo of Kurt Cobain for no reason because that's basically all he's associated <laughs> with, just to try to drum up numbers. And then there'll all be references going, what a beautiful boy he was. And by boy, I mean B-U-O-Y, boy. Boy, bobbing around in the water. Bang, we're off, yeah, it's all time. But you know what I mean? Like, I just find it insane 30 years on yeah. to mention that. It's sort of like when um, friends turn nostalgic and they're like, how good is it? We're at the cricket, all dressed like Jamaican bobsledders. <laughs> Remember what you said? Oh, oh man. Oh, we win, the, we win the game, man. Remember, we all laughed and that woman behind was like, shut the fuck up, get off that air horn, you're pissing us off. And we we're like, you can get on my horn, you big slut. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, God, we used to drink. Thank God we settled down. Checked away on a mortgage in obscurity. God, we had fun. Remember you got dressed as a chicken and we all chased you around? Oh, I remember chicken, chicken little, chicken little day. I'm like... All the memories are sad. They're all really pathetic. Do you know what I mean? Like um, most people's memories are unplayable, unwatchable TikToks. Yeah. It must be a difficult thing to uh, grow up as the as the Nevermind album cover baby because it's like it's like having a winning lottery ticket, but there's no prize, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a reality star. Like you've got a profile, but it just means when you're at Coles, someone goes... You are slutting, big brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I'm here with my, I'm a single mum with eight eight kids just trying to get fruit and veg for the school run. Can you just fuck off and go, show us your tits, big Brett Bethy, you, you boring bitch, whatever the fuck. You, you, would feel, you would feel very special because of it. And then you would feel like you were owed something, but you're not really owed anything. It's just, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very unfortunate predicament to be in. Dude, you're basically Forrest Gump. You know when they had all those scenes, historical scenes, and you're just in the background? Mm. You sort of seem like you're in the fabric of the zeitgeist of reality, but yeah. in a non-meaningful way. So you just see like Martin Luther King doing the speech and you're sort of walking past with a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, you're like, yeah. where's, where's Wally of, of history? Like yeah. Just someone that pops up. There are people like that that would have the Hitler address 
and then say, there's my mum. She was out there selling hats at the stadium. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like in Olympic sports when there's a bit of him wigging out on speed yeah. or whatever he is, there would be families that would go, look, that's, uh, that's uh, Uncle Pete behind. Look, he's chatting to Norma. That's fucking Norma and Pete. They're in there just before he executed them. Yeah. Look, they're them rounding up the Jews and you can see Norma in the background. He's down there getting his uh, – that's his mechanic. He must have got the vehicle fixed that day. That's crazy. We fucking in the storyline of life, we were sort of there as extras. Yeah. As fuck all. Mm. As extra, dude. But never mind, I just – I don't think I would bring it up because it's like what we had said earlier where my ex kissed the Milky Bar kid and that was his entry. Wait, what? You're right, what do you mean? My ex kissed the Milky Bar kid. Which, <laughs> like the, the original Milky Bar kid. You know, the, the Milky Bars are on me. But they yeah. only kissed him because he was Milky Bar Kid. Oh wait, so this was was this when he was growing up? Like she met the Milky Bar no, Kid. No, no, no. She met him she met him in his mid twenties and he was still talking about I'm the Milky Bar Kid. <laughs> and when we looked it up, there were hundreds of Milky Bar kids. That's what I was gonna say. I was I was about to be like, which Milky Bar kid? Because I like I remember there being a few. No, there were so many. Yeah. And it's sort of like that. That flight centre, you know where they changed him out? Yeah, 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 the the, the pilot, flight centre captain guy. Well, they had more a believable one that looked like John Burgess, like very believable f- pilot, and mm. then they made it into more like the AI, better-looking weasel version. <laughs> the current one is scary, and I'm like, I can't, I don't know much about advertising, but I can't visualise that guy flying a plane. So I'm like, I don't like flight centre anymore. Whereas the other guys, like that guy's MacGyver, he'll put like... Bubble gum and tape and keep the plane afloat yeah. as we go to fucking Indonesia to go and visit the monkey forest yeah. or whatever. So your ex uh, got picked up by the Milky Bar kid and the Milky Bar line worked on it. And you know what he said? The Milky Bar is on me. <laughs> the, the, the Milky something. The Milky residue is on you. But yeah, yeah, and the only thing he picked up was he was going around telling girls that he was the Milky Bar Kid. The Milky Bar Kid is tough and white. The Milky Bars are on me. Because I feel like anyone could walk around and claim to be the Milky Bar Kid and it would it would work. Nah, yeah, yeah you've got to look very albino. You can't be like a, you can't be a ginger Milky Bar Kid, eh? like Fanta Pants. Yeah, yeah. They're like that, and they go like, no, that's how the skin's so white. Because the whitest skin you'll see is on a ginger. That's actually the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ginger skin's whiter than an albino, <laughs> generally, because the sun is so toxic to them. They've they're night people, night creepers. <laughs> so a, 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 an albino has more of a tan. So she just so she only kissed the Milky Bar kid. She didn't. Uh, she just kissed him. I think she uh, didn't get the Milky Bar in her. Yeah, yeah. I think the Milky Bar was a bit fun size <laughs> to do a Tom Ballard bit. <laughs> That's Tom Ballard's earliest joke on Raw. <laughs> Why can't my dick be fun size? Something like that. I love it. Month, man, it's real difficult, dude. It's difficult to be picked for to get that lottery ticket for doing nothing. But just as a kid, you oh, happen yeah. to be right place, right time. Or as a kid, you looked uh, pale enough to be the Milky Bar kid. And then later on in life, you've been you've been special. You've been special for a long time. And think about it. You've got the ones that work out, like Harry Potter, 
uh, those that that franchise. Mm. But there's for every one of those, there's other people that have been in Saw Three or <clears throat> Saw Forty Seven or Fast and Furious where they weren't paid, they were molested on set, and only and the the thing was a big flop. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many movies where they you've been dressed as corn people in a field mm. for a student film or a film that went straight to uh, the History Channel. Yeah, and you're like. You've had the exact same. You left school, you you thought you were going to get famous, but then when it came out, you're like, oh, why do we keep having car chases? What is this? And, like, you took a whole year off. She left at the, you know, the formative years to, to be on this fucking uh, Orlando 79. This movie sucks. So I'm saying, like, there's so many moments that you could be in an ad. You don't know how it's going to be perceived. Mm. Like, there, there's those iconic, because over in, We've got the W.A. Salvage, Me Not Fancy, Me Not... Luigi, which was a guy that had a napkin on his head, and he was famous. But then we had uh, Textile Traders, which was a guy that did the same thing, but he was more Moroccan or something, but we uh, racially, he wasn't popular in Perth. So he would do the same types of ads. We'd go like, I'm Indiana Jones. Come on, go Eagles, go textile traders. And people go, shut the fuck up. We need to close the borders. But then Luigi, we loved, who had a napkin who did the exact same thing. And I'm like, what was the what was the difference? I don't know. Foreign guys doing parodies of movies, but maybe he was the original one and the other was a knockoff. But one was the Bali version and the other was the original. And I'm like, both were ethnic people just looking to sell rugs and shit. But for some reason, one was mythologized, putting on the Christmas lights. Me, Luigi, it no fancy, but we cheap. I used to say that as a young kid. The other guy goes, not fancy, not cheap. And you're like, yeah, because you're a fucking migrant. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's just funny to see what determines popularity in, in very um, mundane ideas. Like you never know what's going to hit. You yell at me, me, me not fancy, me cheap. The crowd claps. The next guy yells like, "Go, go, Eagles, go, textile traders!" They're like, "Get the fuck out, you try hard." Go and drink. <laughs> Can you believe it? What's different? It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I supported both. It's like uh, it's like gifted child syndrome, you know. Like you tell the never mind, the never mind kid grows up and he's like, "Wow, everyone has seen my penis. Everyone uh, in the whole world has seen my penis." But you, like, you can't do anything with it. So, do you think a lot of people were like, "Ha ha, did it get any bigger?" Doubt it. Yeah, we did a portion. Dude, that must have been a nightmare at high school parties. That the album cover must have been brought out and everyone's pointing at your tiny, tiny baby uh. penis. Imagine his Bucks, his Bucks party. Everyone would have dressed with the T-shirt with that little dick zoomed in on. <laughs> dick hats. <laughs> Dude, I just worked out what happened with the foreign guy. It's the same way when my kids, like one tells a joke and then the second one tries to copy. It's just purely hackery. Mm. Because Luigi was the first guy to put the napkin on the head. <laughs> and then it's like the second guy going like chicken... You know what I mean? The second tag has to be better. If it's derivative, you're a hack and then you're done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, I was saying the Nevermind guy, um, I wonder how many times a day he thinks of it because obviously no one recognizes him. No. But do you think he feels like when he's, 
he sees someone like he cuts someone off in traffic and he thinks like they must have recognized him from that. <laughs> it must be crazy to have a whole life. Your entire life is viewed through this fucking weird warped lens of you this weird falsely of- thinking yourself to be way more important than you really are. Dude, and, and so you go for a first date and you're like, oh, I, I, you, you come back to your mates and go, yeah, she's acting really weird. I think it was all uh, um, the Nevermind cover. I could tell she couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like, he's actually, it's nothing to do with that. He's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he won't shut up about being the fucking Nevermind kid. He will not stop talking. Now, I remember like, I remember maybe 17, 18 years ago, uh, hearing a interview on radio with him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we've got the kid from the Nevermind cover. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, I guess. I remember it devolved into like, uh, it, like there were, he, cause he had nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was making like a weird noise with his mouth. And he's like, yeah, I can make this like, sounds like a, dri- uh, a drip, oh, like a tap mate. dripping. And they're like, wow, aren't you talented? Like, <laughs> I've worked out what I need to do. If I can ever make a stand up special, the album cover has to be him as a fully grown adult with a hairy dick floating in the pool and then have my words and him as the... And I, I give him a rebirth. It's him with an unshaven, big, tiny... Or a tiny little dick, but the big bush floating in the exact same... Has anyone done that? Yeah, he's he's done... He hasn't done one with his, uh, with his dick out, but he's done... Because he... Oh, well, that's puss shit. In 2021, he sued them, like... He was like, no, this is child pornography. <laughs> a real fucking weird hill he went out to die on. He's like, he's really uh, grabbing for any any relevance. Yeah, but yeah. then he's he's recreated the photo uh, at different ages so many times. So many, like there are so many photos. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. I thought it would be quite fun to have him as a fully grown adult and then you sort of give him what you want. It wouldn't be for me because I'll never have a profile, but someone better, someone bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then him to be going like that he bore his dick in a pool at two ages and then he can start going, I'm the, I'm the whatever, whatever. Yeah, he can update the guy. reference. Yeah. Never mind. And then maybe, you know, p- please apologize. I don't know. What, what what's a never curse, mind? man. What a fucking curse to have that uh, dictate your entire life. Well, you know, it's like being adopted because he wouldn't remember. So what age did his parents tell him? I mean, I like, get. Did they, did you, they, they, they say, look, you came from a. We got to pick you down the shops. Oh, you, you think they had to sit him down? <laughs> Be like, well, what I'm saying to you is, do they, did he not? Was he mythologizing about it his whole Spencer, life? Spencer, we have some news for you. Uh, it's very hard for us to tell you this, but you are. You're the baby from the cover of yeah. Nevermind. Yeah, Nevermind. No, child. man, dude, like you, I, I imagine you walk into his parents' house all through his life and, like, that thing would have, that picture would have been blowing up huge. It would have been in the living oh. room. It would have been, like, this is our baby. You may know him as the cover of Nevermind. Oh. Constantly. Like, it would have just been in his head the whole, like, I don't think he would know when he first knew. He would have just always known this. It would actually give you solace, though, because in your darkest moments, as like a delivery driver, <clears throat> you would, and the boss is going like, you're useless, you don't know the maps, you're <laughs> fucking shit. And you'd think, yeah, but I'm the never man, chat. I'm the never, 
<laughs> I'm the never hand child or whatever the fuck. Yeah. What's it called? Never, never mind. Ever. I'm the never mind kid. But that's but what I'm I mean. The like, and and they go like, you lose that. You're not going to amount to anything. And you think in his head, well, like, I get you weren't the never, never mind kid. <laughs> Do you know? What a loser. Yeah, that would be like falsely in your head, sort of driving absolutely everything. And it's, again, it's like that lottery ticket thing, man. Like, you've got this lottery ticket. But it means nothing. Like there's no prize, and you'll and you, at first you would feel very special, and then you would be confused yeah, about yeah, why yeah. your uh, why being special doesn't mean anything. There's no reward. It's like you win the raffle, but it's actually just a direct marketing campaign just to get your yeah, feet out. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like winner. It's getting a letter. You've basically got a letter that says you may have already won, and you're like, holy shit, I've already won. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you carry that around forever, being like. Guys, I've already won. You don't understand. I already won. And you know what's crazy is <laughs> Kurt Cobain, who created it all, couldn't stand any of it. No. Had to put a gun in his head to get the fuck away from his fans. <laughs> yeah. This little secco also ran. <laughs> sicker fan. He's, he's willing to just take a fraction of just an album cover. <laughs> Kurt Cobain was so fucking disgusted by the people listening to his art that he had to put a fucking metal gun into his mouth <laughs> and shoot his brains out so he didn't have to conceive what he had created mm. ever again. Yeah. And this guy's happy to just basically be the, the undiapered baby in the pool and have any relationship with these people. I'm saying to you, how much, how bad. Kurt Cobain obviously was the, the genius. He knew how disgusting everyone was that was buying his albums. Well, I think, man, I essentially, I think it essentially ruined this kid's life. Yeah. Like psychologically, it's so fucking damaging because he's got that, he has that letter, man. He's got that, you've already won letter. And it's, of course, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be 20, 30 years before he figures out that he hasn't actually won, before he opens the letter and there's nothing inside. Dude, it's sort of like the son of a, the son of a king. Yeah. Son of the king. You know, like, um, was it Marcus Aurelius? Yeah, and then Aurelius? the one after him was... Uh, yeah, fucking his son was a fucking monster. Commodus, Commodus, yeah, yeah. The, the, gla- like the gladiator one who, who would fly in the animals and make everyone watch him fight. <laughs> but, but also um, Saddam Hussein's son was like that. Uh, right. One of the most dark motherfuckers, like rapist, rapist, murderer. And it's because he's won the golden ticket and it just defects a human being to be told you're a winner straight away. Yeah. And to just think, wow, I've done it all. And then you just like, you just want to see life drain from people's bodies for the rest of your time there because you can't fail anymore because you're robbed of ambition. The chance to come mm. and to know yourself, to know oneself in a meme form, know thyself, be what, be one. The smartest thing to do would have been to never tell the kid, because it's gonna he, he's completely warped by it, and there's there's no tangible reward. There's no. It's actually what I learned because we had a big argument last week about how like f- because for, for five years I haven't made that hundred mil or recovered, but then I suddenly realised that the ultimate move is to never, ever t- restore my status so that everyone thinks I'm fucked and I've hidden it all. And then I basically, I have 100 mil, but I'm still in the Captiva in a share house <laughs> and I'm playing the victim. Man, you can't call your parents' place a share house. <laughs> no, no, no. no dude, 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 <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, know the, you the bird that pretends to have the injured leg? Yeah. I'm like, it's the ultimate power position with everyone. So when they patronise you and go like, when are you going to get your life together? And you're like, <laughs> I fucking own 
Most of Perth, you fuck. <laughs> but you don't tell them that. And you just go, oh, yes, master. Yes, master. Birdie's leg is injured. Teach me. And all night, the, tit- the, the adulation and tit- how titillating it would be to, to feign victory. To never. So what I'm saying to you is I've realised that my money has started to creep back up, but I can never update anyone ever again because I, I must always keep it confusing and have people think that I'm forever suffering. Even though I have limitless money, I will still create a mirage. And this sounds like someone that's probably become aware that he might not make the money back and now trying to pretend that he's acting like he's going to pretend to be poor. This is, this is oh, yeah, it does sound a little bit like that. It's a strategy to like go like, yeah. I could have been an AFL, I didn't, uh, but, but for the knee injury. And then they go like, be careful with Wolf, he'll arrive on a bus, but we think he's a millionaire. He's a fucking manipulator. But I've actually realised to give... People are so corrosive and erosive and useless. <coughs> to give anyone a modicum of knowledge of your success is to jeopardize it with their fucking feeble minds and input. Mm. So you must present a straw man to humanity <laughs> to be safe on this planet while you indulge in your wealth. And then you play the fucking injured bird around all these losers. Don't you think? Can you imagine at an event where they sort of talking. To you going like, when are you going to get your life together? Look at us. We've we got the fucking, we've got a holiday house in, in uh, Dunsborough. And you're like, and you're actually worth more than everyone. Do you yeah. not think that's the ultimate position? Yeah, this is a like this is a uh, another layer inside uh, inside the fantasy. Like, <laughs> yeah. now, now the fantasy now isn't about um, making back the money and then being rich and showing it off to everyone. Now you're fantasizing about being humble about making back all the money oh, yes. and not telling anybody. Dude, you know what I basically want to become? Elon Musk playing playing undercover boss with the world. So I'm a billionaire playing undercover boss. I've got disheveled, greasy hair, a weird sleeper earring. Tattoos, I'm wearing like bin man stuff with no shoes. And I'm actually the head of Donald Duck Corporation with a bath full of money. And I'm wandering around as people are like, get out of here, you homeless bum. And I'm like recording my podcast just into my phone, walking the streets. And they're like, get out of here, scumbag. That We've called the police. What are you doing near our house? We've called the police. And I'm actually the owner. I am the messiah complex so the messiah fa- you're now fantasizing that you've already made the, that people think you've made the money back already no they don't think i have but i've just realized for it would be hilarious i, I should always play the victim it's, it's called <laughs> play possum yeah playing playing possum, possum with people right, is so yeah. fun dude yeah yeah it's one just, must always play possum around fools it's just the like la- the, the, the layers of uh the layers of deception. It's so funny. Oh, it's so funny to think of you like pivoting the fantasy so it, so it can fit the current narrative more accurately. Oh, dude, dude, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's a malleable fantasy. So now people think like, dude, we actually think he's recovered and he's just he's loving the sympathy and the victimhood. So he's he's gorging on that uh, that 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 kindness of people that feel sorry for him. And, and they realise, oh, no, he's restored all his money. He just loved being, oh, man, 
We feel so bad for you. You had so much potential. <clears throat> it didn't <clears throat> work out. God, how are you doing, man? Do you know like Dilrook saying? You should just be proud that you haven't killed yourself. <laughs> Dude, this is like the guy busting in his pants uh, prematurely on the date. You know what I mean? Like he's in his head thinking yeah. it's not even that there's, he's close to having sex. He's like they're having uh, they're having breadsticks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. No, oh my no, God. dude. <laughs> he's, I'm already he's, in there. He's so far ahead of himself. I can just manifest. It will come true. But what I realise <laughs> is what's so good about it is without people knowing that I have the wealth, <laughs> everything comes up millhouse. So it's just, <laughs> it's just weird shit. Like, you just appear in New York and they're like, who's funding it? And I'm like, what do you mean? I own three penthouses there? They don't even know. And they're like, I think Wolf's staying at um, Shane Gillis's house. I'm like, it's my house. <laughs> but I just pretend. I put um, memorabilia for Seinfeld up and around the world. And they're like, we think he's at his house, dressed as a pauper. If you, uh, if you, had, if you had sudden success today and $100 million was in your account tomorrow. No, I'd hide it all. I think you would, I think you would be able to hide it all for... Maybe 30 minutes. <laughs> Maybe no, dude, I can definitely hide it. 30 minutes and then you would be like, you would be, uh, you would be making purchases uh, that were very, very obvious. And you'd be like, what? no, no, <laughs> no, because, because what I actually realized is I would have a decoy house where the kids get dropped off and it's right near a, uh, like in a loo train station. Oh, there's not a train, but like near a shopping mall. And then it's basically like a cardboard, like, you know, a decoy that you go through behind and then get into our Tesla truck and drive to our actual premises. So everyone, for all intents and purposes, it would be like a movie set. People would go like, oh, those poor bastards living in that uh, duplex. I'm like, that's purely just a place that we wash off, get rid of our, our, our pauper outfits and dress up for the infinity pool at... Uh, and, dude, I would just love it if someone actually spotted over the fence. And I think he must be cleaning windows because we saw him at a $15 million house near the ocean. That's what I mean, man. You're like, in, the, in, the, in this, uh, in this f- fantasy, you're already thinking about um, people spotting you and then making excuses for why you're in a helicopter. <laughs> like, oh, he must, be, <laughs> he must be cleaning helicopters now. <laughs> to keep the dream alive, I realised I had to wear high-vis jackets while I'm walking around my premises in case someone <laughs> spots me. So I look like I'm a tradesman that's doing work. I've realised like I must always be caught with a pair of pruners or some sort of garden implement. So I look like I'd, I wear like a Jim's mowing jacket around my own house mm. in case someone in case someone spots me over the fence. You can see on the back, I'm always wearing a Jim's mowing hat and jumper around my own thing as decoys. <laughs> Dude, it's um, it's, it's what I realised because I had slowly been restoring my wealth mm. and then I realised no good can come from sharing this with these fucking vermin. <laughs> okay. Because uh, when I had money, all, all it did was bring... I, I saw a guy like doing a... On TikTok where I get most of my philosophical things. <laughs> it was a kid talking about how he, he made 50 grand a month from direct sales mm. online. Mm. And the guy's advice was, whatever you do, don't tell anyone. about Because he's 16 years old. He goes, don't tell your mum, don't tell family. It'll just change the way they treat you. He goes, it's my biggest regret. I'm a, a couple of hundred millionaire. And he goes, my only regret is anyone knowing that I was successful. He said, I lost every relationship. 
because uh, people are beset by jealousy and uh, anger. And he said, you will see the worst of even the closest person you know as soon as they see you elevated on this realm above their station in life and they cannot work out via their ego why you've got it and they don't. Rest assured that you, they were, their blades will be out and they will never, ever, ever truly be happy for you that you got it. That, 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 and I actually think that's true. Because yeah. when I had money, I don't think at the core, any, and I didn't have a lot, I don't think anyone really uh, felt good about it. I, <laughs> I think every relationship except for mine was one of destruction. There's, there's an animosity around someone having a better cutting the ride at the Kraken. No yeah. one goes, wow. Even the comic that saw me, he, he had to make excuses. It's the fast pass. But when I told him, no, I cut in, I know that that changed our relationship and his level of respect for me. And I, I know that, if you, that not many people would like Elon and nor would he be able to have any f- true friends on this planet because everyone's using him. Andrew Forrest, people go to his house just to tell people they went to his house. So he can have a birthday party, 500 people attend because it's a credibility, it's the Nevermind poster. Yeah. It's something you can tell your dead shit things. I went to Andrew Forrest's 50th. Unbelievable. The mackerel they served, out of this world. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And they're basically, yeah. they're feeder fishing off him. Mm. People are incorrigible is what I'm saying. They must kept at arm's length. The monkey forest must stay in the forest. <laughs> You should never, ever entrust or trust anyone in this realm to do the right thing. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I think you're. I think you're correct. Um, but I think there's. Uh, I think there's more to unpack in there. But it's a. It's a. A very uh, salient point. It's something that we can probably put on the Patreon. We can do five memes that can fix your life. <clears throat> Coming soon on the Patreon. Five means to solve your marriage. But let, yeah, let's do uh, let's do picks of the week. We finally, oh. finally, finally have TPD. As uh, wow, it's man, I would I would describe it as being a breakout stock. It's up two cents. How much are you up? How much are you up? Uh, like percentage rise. Oh, twenty six percent now. Oh, that's great yield for eight years or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's a My compound. Whole fucking life. <laughs> that's a teen seam co- compound compound savers account. Congratulations, Josh. <laughs> How good is it setting aside some money for your future? Dude, you know what was good about it? Is they finally worked out the Mongolian problem. They flogged it off for two cents. Right. Um, pricing wise, with the takeover and the Mongolian thing, we should be trading at 24 cents. So... Yet again, we are being fucked. Even STX is up. Uh, like, yeah, it's it's up more. It's up more since uh, the fourth well, of October than TPD is. Well, you know what's amazing? At forty five point two five cents, if you do the ratio plus our two cents for Mongolia, we should be sitting at around twenty four cents. So there's a straight arbitrage there, and I've been basically um, buying into it all day. Mm. At 22 and 20, just for that 10% clip, which is decent on a um, contract for difference. But the other one, you know, the other one that was killing Mm. was I got into that DXB. I told you that, right? Yeah. Demerics. 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 I was in that, made a a, quite a decent thing on the, the options. But the one that started to move was Hazer. Oh, really? It finally started to move. 
And the thing was, I've been loading up at 45 cents. Yeah. And I've been buying the whole way up. It was 62, but it's such small volumes that it's not really convincing yet. Do you know what I mean? It could yeah. just be me pumping my own money through it. <laughs> you, trying think, to create. you think you're running your own pump and dump on yourself? <laughs> I actually get very concerned because I've started to manipulate the ordinary stock to get profits on my CFDs. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> I sell like a hundred grand's worth of Hazer to drop the price and then buy in then it rebands out. But because I'm leveraged, I'm making money. I'm like, I'm arbitraging points bet, dude. By, no, I'm not really doing that because that's illegal. Fuck. Oh, no, no, no. I'm joking. I don't do that. Anyway. So um, why is uh, why do you think Hazer is uh, is going up? Why, why have you been buying in since 45? Uh, I think it's because I've been pumping it up to get my CFDs to go up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when are we going to see when is Talon going to uh when is this nightmare going to end man when can we sell this fucking piece of shit I got to be honest I sold a lot of my Talon mm. at around 20 22 23 uh and then I've been buying back in now but I've sold most of my strike CFDs and Talon because I've I'm just sick of it I'm chasing Hazer now but um, right. when will it go? I, I think, like, look, fundamentally it should go up up to December and then I would hope – I'm hoping for the three-way, a three-way session, right? Yeah. I'm hoping that we've got Mongolia flogged off, we've got Talon pulled into strike, and I'm hoping that the big, big dick comes in and fucks us all before December <laughs> and we get a takeover from the biggest dick in town. And you know who that is? Gina Reinhardt. Of course. She is. The, uh, Godzilla's dick is coming in. <laughs> Godzilla is going to wield her big hairy dick. The, the Gina Reinhardt, as we call it, which is a big black dildo that fucking casts a shadow over every market because her daddy uh, did a little bribe back in the day. A very good bribe. Um, so where, what, are we, what are we thinking that Talon's supposed to – end up at like what is the price that we would be that you would be happy with well this is man let, let me just oh dude one other thing like i think we will get 25 but then when strike gets taken over that will happen at 60 to 80 cents so we'll end up getting about close to 40 cents on it 38 to 40 cents on tpd yeah Damn. which is good at a 15 cent buy and that could happen in the next three months okay so, i mean that's all right it's not really going to change your life, but nothing will because we're all hiding our wealth these days. But you know what the funny thing is? I was hearing the back of Bezra Gold. Bezra. Which one's Bezra? Bezra Gold, which was the one that's getting 300 mil in US funding yeah. before it sets up the mine. It's getting paid 10 mil a month, which I don't know how it pays for its facility, but that's the thing. Today they announced that they finally got the money. 15 million US, the first payment. It's up 25%, but it's such a dodgy thing. I was watching another Quantum, which is the financier. We've got to put it in right now. I'll send you the link. Mm. The, there's a video explaining the origin story of Quantum, and it's fucking funny. It's a guy in Singapore talking about, without an office, you'd meet people in food courts. 
wheeling and dealing. He he was our originator. It's very cultish. It's fucking funny. And I'm like, this is apparently the origin of this 300 million US dollars is a Balinese hawker. It's fucking <laughs> so good. Put the clip in right now. Nothing we're fighting for is ever easy. To outstand arrest, we need to go against the crowd. Like a fish swimming against the stream, constantly in battle with the force of nature to be where it needs to be. In year 2000, what was supposed to be a gold refinery pillar project that could bring about a great change did not fall through. We thought it was the end of the road. Instead, it was the creation of a new one. We chose that difficult path 22 years ago, and this is how we came to be. Our journey began with a simple dream of one very determined man, a vision to change and be the leader of the gold exchange industry. And that was a very ambitious endeavor. To save cost, he took the cheapest midnight bus he could find from Penang to Kuala Lumpur to attend bank early meetings. He waited at McDonald's Kale Central with a cup of steaming hot coffee in his hands until the time for bank meetings and convinced them to be his distributors. Without proper office, he held meetings with his IT team at Mama Stalls to discuss about the development of quantum metals ecosystem. Glasses of Tetari and plates of Roti Chanai were consumed to fuel the countless nights he spent there. The moments where he had to spend away from his loved ones were especially dreadful. He had missed many birthdays and celebrations because he had to be on the move. It was the eve of Chinese New Year and he was set on yet another midnight bus, looking out of the window, wishing he could be home instead. Many risks were taken that time and some were riskier than others. He had rented a car to transport gold bars to banks by himself. With sweaty palms, he drove, and as luck would have had it, everything went well, though things could have gone the exact opposite. But he didn't care. He did what he must. All the hardships have finally paid off, and now Quantum Metal have achieved many milestones worth recognizing. We have completed our upstream and downstream ecosystem by having banks, finance institutions, cooperatives in 10 countries as Quantum Metal's official distributors. And we have also become one of the major shareholders of a public listed gold mining company in Australia. And all of that is only the beginning. We will continue to work tirelessly to uphold our vision, and that will require more hard work and more determination than ever before. We outstood the rest, we went against the crowd, and now we have built an empire all because of one belief that nothing we're fighting for is ever easy. People think that this is legit, but up 25% today, and I almost traded it just for a laugh, but I don't trust it at all. So Bez were gold, the, and there's a, wait, is the backer, uh, what, quantum graphite? Yeah, quantum minerals, I think it is. Quantum minerals. Quantum mining, quantum mining. But you know what's crazy? Is they're first, paying 10 First mil- quantum minerals? Yeah, that could be it. They're paying 10 million US a month and it's going to go into production by December, which is two months away. Yeah. Now, the mine 
was going to cost 90 million US back in 20 years ago, mm. the production facility. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have 10 mil this month, 10 next, 10 the following month. So they've got 30 million US to build a $90 million, probably $150 million facility to process gold to pay for the money they're getting. And I'm like, it's very much a Ponzi scheme. So they're getting paid. They that's not costing them anything because the money's getting for gold. I'm like, the only problem is, dickheads, you need 150 mil to get the fucking gold because 10 mil only buys you a bucket, not a spade. So I don't know. I don't know how any of it fucking works. They're the only mining company that doesn't need debt or equity or any funding. Ten mil a, a month. And they go, it's fine because we'll just sell the gold. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Like chip it off the big block in the sky? Like, where's the fucking gold coming from? But anyway, I'm very stressed about Hazer because it's a very unconvincing move at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And you're worried that it's uh, driven by yourself. <laughs> yeah, and also, and also, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And also it's, it's lost, it's petered out. The, the issue is it's very close to going live with its heat reactor. Once that's installed, it's proof of concept of this technology. And once that's done, then we're producing whatever, hydrogen, graphite, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, remind me, what, what is Hazer, uh, what, what are they doing? They're like, a, they turn like iron ore and some other shit into like hydrogen and graphite. Right, okay. And okay. it's like, it's this, you know what I mean? This new output. Um, it's a new tech that, you know, theoretically creates the Jetsons where we, it, but it's probably a very late for like vehicles. Cause we've all gone towards lithium. We're going to do the battery shit. Hydrogen might've been an option, but it's how probably, much, what, how much volume did you say that you were putting through Hazer? Exactly what's gone through in the last three days. No, I'm only joking. That's what I was going to say. I'm pretty sure I heard you say 100,000 and I just looked at the volume. It's 159,000. Well, who knows? No, I'm only joking. And if Asik's listening, it's a bit of a fucking horseplay, you dicks. You can check my trade. It's not happening. Guess what, though? Yeah. The, it's very hard to work out, man, because... The CFDs are so fucking good, dude. (laughs) Yeah. The margins you make on it. Do you know what's been hard? I've been trying to convince them to let me be a professional level one. Yeah. And I sent through my authorised rep shit and they're like, they're questioning it. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) It's a piece of paper and it's pretty specific. Just because they heard me on the phone, they just heard like, the pauper and the prince, I'm always regarded as the pauper. <laughs> they never could consider that because someone doesn't have to be sensible and a dead shit. Do you know what I mean? Like everywhere, they, f- there's this weird misnomer in life that being sensible shows intelligence. Yeah. But subverting ideas is ultimately true intelligence when someone goes, how have you been? And you're like, what is, you, you, you double play it. Do you know what I mean? So the, you know the people that have the spreadsheets mm. that take life very seriously mm-hmm. are the dumbest human beings in this world because they haven't even seen through the simulation. Yeah. They're like, ah, I'm like, obviously someone should just laugh in your face at every question. Mm-hmm. Going, it's all meaningless, like they said to me on the DMT trip. None, <laughs> of, it, none of it's real. Yeah. So I'm like, why am I going to worry about submitting a permission slip for my kids at school? 
you do it. Right. It's not real. So this is, and this is what they were, like this rant is what they were questioning on the phone. I think when they heard me laughing like a maniac going, I'm going to get rich. You're like, you don't understand the simulation. You're not saying throw it. You need to approve me. (laughs) No, no. What I was saying to you is my demeanor is not conducive with what they would idea idealize as a trader. Sure. They assume that it, it's it's um, a very, uh, a, 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 an Asian looking guy that's very serious. <laughs> that okay. is their idea of a trader. Yeah. You know, like Warren Buffett, who has never said a funny thing in his life, must be smart. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he must be smart because he takes everything literally. That's so intelligent. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I understand. I understand. I just want to know what you were saying to them on the phone that uh, gave them. Oh, I don't know. Gave them pause. I just said, "What the, f- I, dude? I, 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 um, I was like, dude, what is this shit? I said, I've done this for like <laughs> fucking fifteen years. I said, what fucking document do you need? I said, I'm pretty sure I can have a retail account trading derivatives, you fuck. I've been doing it for other people. I'm like, what do you need, you fuck? And he's like, mate, there's no need. We just need proof. I'm like, what do you need proof? I said, I fucking run a trading thing, you fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have to show. He goes, show me evidence of their last year's trading. I'm like, what are you, what are, what are you talking about, dude? I can set up IG. Do you understand? I can set up... I can set up your platform, okay? Your platform, I can run. I'm licensed to do it. Do you know what I mean? What are you, you're not going to let me even go. I can't even go on the boats. I'm like, I can, I can build the boats, dude. I can build a boat. <laughs> you won't even give me a berth on the boat. I'm not allowed to sit on the cruise ship. I'm like, I'm allowed to set up my own cruise ship, fuck. Do you understand? Give me it. Let me front run. <laughs> nah, just joking. I'm not front running. That's crazy shit to say. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, we want to get that hundred x leverage, dude. Hundred x leverage is that's what we want. That's what you need. You know what? Hundred x is so good because even a po- the slightest pulse, the ripple, <laughs> turns me into fifty millionaire. <laughs> Basically, if there's one drop, and you know, like in a bath, one drop of water from the tap, and it creates a ripple. Yeah. That's that's ten million bucks mm. with the amount of leverage I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So people will. I'll be on the pod talking right now. I look in, I've got 100x, and suddenly it will just uh, go dark on you, blank. <laughs> and you, you'll just assume, and everyone will assume that my internet's been cut, but actually I've just hit $87 million. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I've got to go down to the op shop and get my homeless gear so I can walk around the streets being spat on and have everyone talking to me going, why don't you get a job? I'm like, I am the job, fuckhead. I own everything, you stupid fuck. Wouldn't you like that if you spotted Andrew Forrest wandering around pretending to be homeless and he never had indulged his ego to make himself have to be a hero amongst slaves? Mm. What I'm saying is there's no, there's nothing profound about being um, the admiration of a slave. The less they know, the better. Yeah, yeah. Am I wrong? No, well, I can't. I can't what you're saying. I just seeking the approval of slaves. What I'm saying, it's the most, um, the the weakest of all positions is to go and try get a victory lap around the hired catering staff. Do you, you know what I mean? So you mm. you got your staff, and you go, ah, you thought I was an idiot, did you, pool boy? 
well, I've just made money. Like, you would never seek the approval of these people. I just don't think that, um, I just don't think that this can apply to you. <laughs> well, you're laughing, but you'll never know. And, and basically, one day, know, but they do know. <laughs> one day you'll be on the pod laughing, and I'll be laughing, and then you'll be laughing, and I'll be laughing, and neither of us will know why we're laughing. And it will be because I've actually come good. <laughs> and then you'll laugh and I'll laugh. And the whole episode will be us laughing back and forth. And you'll be confused about my net worth. But I believe but in I your ability be. to, come, to come right. I, b- I believe in your abilities. Well, the only reason I can come back is because I'm a moron and I'm willing to run... At the, uh, run with a shotgun at a hundred people, spraying bullets, trying to be Martin Barr, uh, trying to get eight headshots. I'm willing to do it. So that's the only reason I don't have any skills besides recklessness. <laughs> yeah, which seems to be the only precursor to doing well in in the market. Well, Just yeah, an absolute fucking crazy fuckhead. I believe in you. Oh, dude, that's all I wanted to hear, man. Man, I tell you this all the time. I just don't know if I believe in your ability to keep it quiet. I don't don't know about that. This is all I've been hoping for is to just get your approval on one of these apps. And we've now completed the Sure Thing experience. Thank you. You've been listening to the Sure Thing experience. You validating me is the successful completion of our journey. I've always validated you. We exit here. Please, guys, please put your trade tables up and make an orderly exit to the end of... Well, and then you play the Sure Thing track. Mm, yeah. Leveraging your home, margin personal... Dude, we we got to end it at that point where I ended it and then play Sure Thing. Okay, all right. It'd be we'll, good. We'll end it there, yeah. And I think good. it's the end of the app. Or you could put this extra meta us talking about we should do that and then play it now. Yeah. Well, we've also and got to give them hope. We've also got to encourage them to join the Patreon. Well, do you know what? Mm. Just we've we've we mention it a lot, but I mean, it's a dollar a day, dude, to sponsor a kid. It's five dollars to sponsor us, and I don't know how we're going to sell this. A dollar a day for a yeah, kid. but it's like uh, what is uh, over thirty? It's it's like it's sixteen cents a day for us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? We are one fifth of a sponsor child. Way, way less than that. Way less. And you know what's so bad about it is in Somalia, everyone's struggling. Here, <laughs> most people are doing well, so it's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it's me. actually a lot worse for us. Yeah, the kids in Somalia, you expect them to be uh, to be thirsty and hungry. Yeah, I'm a Western sponsor child, and I'm hanging around actual first world people with a third world experience <laughs> most mortifying of all yeah. having to wander around when people i i, I got did my salary this year and i'm like i should have been on welfare for the last three years <laughs> I'm, I'm earning enough to, to get a government handout <laughs> yeah i looked online and centrelink owes me money for the price of a cup of coffee but what about us we can't afford the coffee like we, yeah. we're not even asking for a, for the full cup of coffee. We're asking for a tiny fraction of a cup of coffee a day. And you know what? Again, our marketing angle is great. Rather than give quality content, we just beg. <laughs> rather, rather than improve our premises and and create rifts that might help people escape their mundane life, sweeping pools or whatever most of these people do. 
yes, very basic labouring jobs. <laughs> whatever, whatever trade you guys do, wherever you're, whatever shit you're shoveling, you fucking. You know, we tried to distract you from your factory job, putting labels on fucking jars of um, strawberry jam or whatever the fuck <laughs> most of us <laughs> give us give us a dollar a day so that we can keep distracting you as you go and sweep the streets of <laughs> our beautiful city, our beautiful Patreon listeners. <laughs> it's hard. You would like to do a survey monkey to see w- what our listeners are. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we need to know where we can do our direct marketing. Maybe we should do a live pod down at Centrelink. <laughs> do you think? Do you think I should do a festival show at Centrelink? That would be pretty to good. Get my demo? And then I'll do like my, I'll record my album at Adventure World to my people. These fucking Speedway scumbags. Speedway scumbags. <laughs> cool, dude. I'll speak to you later. Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by. Pu-